Welcome to the Equestrian Mum 101 podcast. I am your host, previously known as Olivia Towers, now Olivia Kelly. Professional dressage rider, coach, military wife, and I recently found out I am pregnant for the first time. Join me as I figure out how pregnancy and motherhood can gel with my love for horses. I'll share my honest experiences as I navigate this new way of life. Welcome to our podcast or welcome back if you have been listening along to the other episodes. Um, Today's one I'm really excited to chat about because it seems still really fresh that I was going through all the emotions of the two-week wait. If you don't know what that is I would explain um, when we get into the podcast but yeah the emotions, uh, the frustrations are still really fresh so I thought it would be a good idea to make this now. Um, I'm probably going to make quite a few podcasts back to back, not that it will make much difference to you guys because I'll release them weekly, Um, but I'll make them back to back so that I kind of catch up with where I am and then I can get into a bit of a rhythm. Um, But this episode is going to be about the two week wait. So what I mean by that is from when you have your ovulation um, to when you can take a pregnancy test and if this is something that you're like I'm so confused what you mean by that I will try and chat through best I can um, I am no es- expert by the way I'm not a medical professional and obviously like complete newbie to all this stuff but I'll chat you through what I know about it um, and how naive I was going into it with how frustrated I was going to feel um, yeah especially as it was the first time um not that I'd been trying for ages and I hadn't gone through many of them but yeah it was a really tough waiting period. Before I explain about that though I want to just talk a little bit about um, when we started trying um, and go into that story a little bit so that it kind of seamlessly goes into then the two-week wait. So Frank and I are both Christians so um, we had actually never had sex before we got married And both of us had decided before we got married that uh, I wasn't going to go on contraception and we were going to just, what did he say? We're going to not not try and get pregnant, but not necessarily trying to get pregnant like as quickly as possible. And I was really cool with that. But I didn't realise when we got married that I was going to be like, oh no, no, I really want to literally track the whole thing. And I became quite like, oh, I want it to happen now, which... Frank was really excited about of course and that and that's fine and that's something that we both wanted but I should have known this from my personality I was not going to be a go with the flow kind of girl where I was like oh we'll just see what happens and not track when I'm ovulating and all that stuff so when we got married um I instantly downloaded a fertility app and I was actually quite blown away by all this stuff on here that I didn't know I thought I knew quite a lot about my menstrual cycle Um, and how you get pregnant but I just realized I knew nothing so before I looked into this I didn't realize that you could only get pregnant really like I think they say like three times out three three days out of a month and I mean there's a bigger window on my app there was like a seven day window but uh, when I was reading about it and looking into it somebody said yeah it's basically like you get three really good days and I was really shocked by that because beforehand I would have been like oh my goodness like you can get pregnant at any time obviously not around your period but I didn't understand that 
yeah, it was a very small window. So really shocked they didn't teach this more at school. I remember having um, like sex education and they were talking about like how the male and a female can have a baby, but they just didn't explain that. And I was actually like, wow, they probably should talk about this more. Um, so that was a big thing for me to learn. And also the other thing that I was learning is like my body could give me different signs of when I was fertile um, or in early pregnancy or like when I was coming close to my period. So it was really, really interesting. Um, I had started tracking my periods before we were married because uh, I had been speaking to someone and they were like, you know, there's a two week period um, not two week period, sorry, two week time scale where you are like at your optimum, you feel great. And then it kind of drops off a little bit. And I was like, I really want to plan my work around that. And so I had been tracking my periods and I'm really lucky in the fact that I have very consistent uh, menstrual cycle. Uh, and I didn't think I had any problems with my menstrual cycle, which I was like, okay, that's great. Um, I had booked a uh, cervical screen not is it called a cervical screening you know what I mean a pap no a pap test anyway I'm going to check down there and all was good I actually booked that um but now I need to ring them and say I'm pregnant because they can't do that when you're pregnant but obviously you do get checked at your appointments um so yeah that all was good and then I was looking into all the different things that could happen checking when I was fertile and we got married just after I'd ovulated so <laughs> there me and my naivety I was like oh I could get pregnant this time but actually looking back on it I couldn't have um so I did yeah I did have a period after we had been married and I was a bit like oh I was sad, which is hilarious because we've been married two weeks um, and I really could see my impatient side coming out. And then the next time around, I just felt like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to try and like learn what's going on here. I'm going to try and check what's happening. And without going into too much detail as well, like when I was ovulating, it was quite tricky because Frank was working away through the week. I was like, oh no, what if I'm ovulating when he's away? Anyway, it ended up that it worked out that it, he wasn't away. Um, but what I really wanted to talk in this podcast is the wait after. So I was like, mm, there are different ways you can check it if you're ovulating. You can do your BBT, which is your basal body temperature. Um, it goes, I don't ask me actually what it does. Like it changes when you're ovulating. Um, I know that much and you can do that or you can obviously use the app to kind of estimate but again that can be a bit hit and miss. You can also get these things that you um, urinate on and they will tell you when you're ovulating. Those are the ones that are the most clued up um, from what I researched. Again obviously I'm not an expert at this, I'm just telling you about the small amount I've researched in the six weeks that I've been looking into it or a bit more than six weeks. Um, but I hadn't done that one. So I was like, hmm, okay, I'm hoping that I got it right. And then after that, you have this two-week period, sorry, two-week time scale where you can't test to check if you're pregnant because basically to test if you're pregnant, you have to have a hormone built up and that takes time. Again, I didn't realise this. I thought you could literally check days after ovulation and I, when I say I googled every possible page for like when can you test or like early pregnancy signs 
And I have never been so hyper-focused on my body and like sensations in my body as this before. So like any twinge um, around my like womb area, I was like, oh, what was that? Uh, anything. And then I think, and I don't know if this is the best thing to do and I'm not saying it's healthy and I, I kind of wish I could have been much more chilled out, but I was obsessively Googling things um, like early pregnancy signs and I really did try and keep myself busy, but uh, it was hard. Um, and I think it's just like, because it was my first time trying, first time like experience everything, I was like hyper aware of it. And I don't know if that's normal. Um, I think again, it depends on your personality. But for me, I was just like, what is going on? I did um, jump the gun and test, I think like, I think it was a week after um, I'd ovulated and it was negative and I was like, well, okay. That doesn't mean I'm not pregnant because I knew that I had tested too soon. And then I actually tested uh, five days after that and it was still negative. And I was like, okay, I'm really jumping the gun too soon. And then I told myself like, you're not testing until the day of when your period's actually due. And I remember the night before I like, I could feel twinges in my stomach and I was like, oh no, please don't be my period. And I'd actually put my period late the last time because I'd be like, oh, I don't want it to, I don't want my period to come. And my body actually delayed it like by three days because I was thinking that. So I thought that was amazing at the power of your mind. Uh, and I did exactly the same thing again the, the next time around. I was like, oh, please don't, um, don't come, don't happen. Uh, and I woke up Thursday morning at like 430 because I needed the loo and if you're testing quite early on um, near your like date of your period or before it's important that you do it in the morning because the hormone will have built up more in the urine and so I tested at 430 in the morning and I yeah I was really nervous for that one I think because I knew that I'd waited long enough um, and I was going between the thing of like oh just it's not going to be there. It's not, it's not, you're not going to be pregnant. Don't build it up too much in your head. Um, but yeah, when I saw it, it was, uh, it was so surreal. Um, it was really early in the morning and I was just couldn't believe it. I was just staring at it for ages. Uh, this pregnancy test saying like one to two, th one to two weeks pregnant. And I was like, what is, this is crazy. Um, and I'm very much a person who wants to tell people when I find out news like this. So I text, my best friend, I had already spoken to Frank that if I found out when he wasn't here, that I wanted to tell him face to face, but I had to tell someone and he was like, that's absolutely fine. So I told my best friend, but again, she was asleep. <laughs> um, that obviously takes us into the pregnancy and then the first trimester, which, uh, you know, without any spoiler alerts, is equally as frustrating as the uh, two week wait to find out if you're actually pregnant. Um, again, I've hit Google very heavily on that one and it's scary time. Um, but I'm trying to not think about that. But anyway, yeah, the two week wait is whew, something else. I wanted to also mention a few things that were going through my mind, um, even before the two week wait. And I think it's really common, uh, and maybe a worry that women have often, um, but that was, what if I can't have kids? And I think because it's something that I really wanted, 
it's always been something that I've worried about and uh, I know that me and Frank have spoken about it before of what, what we would do and this is why Frank's so good for me uh, he doesn't often like kind of uh, lament on the bad things he is not one that like automatically goes to what ifs so he really balances me out because I'm definitely like that but um, yeah I was just panicking I was like well what if I can't have kids what if there's something wrong with me um, and even though I knew that the average couple, like it takes a year to get pregnant, I was still really panicky of the, the worry of like the disappointment. And I think it's just, I, I remember sp speaking about this feeling when I was going like struggling with singleness. Uh, again, that's something that I can really go into, but briefly wrap it up. I really struggled with the worry of, um, finding the right person uh, I'd been in a lot of um, not great relationships and uh, especially before I was a Christian I was in and out of relationships that I knew were wrong um, and I always just worried like what if I was never going to find the right person and get married uh, because that's always something that I wanted and uh, there was a period of time where I dedicated to God like I completely surrendered singleness to him and said I'm, I'm going to give I'm, I'm gonna surrender this and I'm gonna give it a full year of like healing and not talking to anyone and really trying to like just sit in that feeling and uh, it's quite a similar feeling of the uncertainty and I think uncertainty is so hard because there's many things in life you can go out and strive for um, and work towards and definitely with like finding a right relationship and pregnancy of course there's things you can do to help so like with pregnancy obviously eating well looking after your body going to the doctors and having like regular checkups and things like that but ultimately as well that doesn't give you like a certain yes it's going to happen here it's the same with singleness and finding the right relationship you can go and work on yourself and become um like yeah just focus on your own goals but it doesn't mean that you are going to find the right person. And uh, maybe that's where God's really been like, oh, I'm going to keep <laughs> testing you with stuff of that because I find it so hard. But it's, yeah, really a, a feeling you have to sit with. And um, maybe I'll speak about it more, but what's helping me is just really not focusing on that feeling, but remembering like the promises of God for me, but that for you could be like, positives or like affirmations and things like that so that was my experience with the two-week wait and you may be listening to this and uh, everybody's story is different and I am very empathetic towards that and I understand that and you may be a little bit frustrated that uh, I felt frustrated at my first time of trying that the two-week wait was frustrating for me but I think what's important is when I was going, going through those emotions as I didn't realize it was going to be um or I wasn't going to be blessed to get pregnant the first time. Um, so I really felt that very intensely. Um, but that is my experience. And I think it's just when it comes to talking about this stuff, everyone's so different. And I think we have to like not try and, and it's so difficult, but try and not judge each other and all that and try and support each other in the best way. But that is what I wanted to talk about. And the next topic that is so 
so ingrained in my mind at the moment because it's something I'm really struggling with is pregnancy rage. And um, I didn't realise this was going to come in again, very naive, so strong and so quickly in early pregnancy. And even before I had tested, um, I was working with some of the horses and I was like, oh, I just feel really irritated. Like any small thing is starting to really irritate me. And obviously that's not ideal at all with horses. And I spoke about this recently on my um, social media. Um, and actually, I think I was pregnant when I wrote this post, but I didn't know about um, your menstrual cycle and dealing with hormones as a woman and working with horses and how hard that can be. And it's something that I had in the past not given myself enough grace for or not educated myself on it enough, especially when it comes to um, like the two weeks before my period. I used to think that it was like a couple of days before my period, I would feel like agitated or like even just on my period I would feel agitated but actually when I look at how the hormones work um it can be a lot longer and it can even be like the week before your period it's really difficult so I was kind of clued up with that now and I'm really glad I had done but what I didn't realize with pregnancy and I knew that people got um emotional and mood swings and all that stuff but I thought it was really I don't know, you don't think about it when you're not going through something yourself, do you? But uh, it came in quite strong for me and quite quickly of having, I don't know if it's mood swings or I just got irritated very, very easily. Um, now, this is something that I have struggled with in the past of being irritated, feeling irritated, and then becoming very guilty uh, with that and with my journey with the horses and feeling like quite a lot of shame if I haven't given them 100%. And this is really playing on my mind at the moment of I'm now almost six weeks so very very early into my pregnancy and I'm finding it very difficult to just keep a rational head on and I've got seven horses at the moment that I'm training um I've got a few clients horses I've got my own and I'm also starting my two three-year-olds so you know they're really like pure beings at the moment and I just don't want to do any of them any harm um and again, I think I can imagine this is what it's going to feel like having kids, you know, when you're having a really rough day and you snap at them um, or you lose your temper with them and you know that that's not the best thing for them, but also like you're just trying your best. And then how do you deal with the guilt afterwards? And I really think we're going to go into this a lot in this podcast about dealing with the guilt of if you can't give 100% because I'm now... I'm quite blessed in the fact that I realise I'm not going to be able to give 100%, but it doesn't make it any easier when I can't. I think this is really cropping up as well, the feeling of uh, worrying that I'm never going to be able to give as much as I did prior to being pregnant, having kids. Obviously, I have no idea what motherhood's going to be like, but I realise that it's not easy um, and there will be sacrifices there. And of course, it weighs quite heavy on you sometimes. It's um incredible as it is and I am worried at the moment of what if I can't do what what I have done in the past and the guilt of not being able to give as much to the horses um spreading myself too thin uh am I being like have I just got too high expectations of what I'm going to be able to achieve like how much can I achieve um and I know that's slightly moving away from 
talking about the irritation and the being highly emotional but I think when you are irritated and highly emotional the worries kick in even more so definitely in this podcast it's something that I want to go into more and more is talking about those things and actually voicing them um, because for me when I I get really stuck in my head with it and I think I'm the only person that's thinking this or feeling this and then I go and talk to one of my friends and they're like oh no I felt that but um I don't have anyone who is in like my situation so I think this is what's really cool about this podcast is it specifically can be for my equestrian people um it's a very different lifestyle and it's hard for friends who don't understand it to kind of get it even if you explain it as best you can anyway back to the rage thing or the I think irritated is what I'd probably put it down to or like the feeling I'm having I had it really badly today um and it's Monday and had seven yeah I've just had a new horse come in so now I've got seven horses that I'm trailing daily and then on top of that like my normal coaching um and I just felt like this morning before I went and did it I was like I just haven't got anything in me to do this so I actually did uh, the new client's horse first because I knew that I needed to have the most patience for him um just so that I could give my best and then I did one of mine and I really struggled like he was having a day where he was quite high energy quite nervous himself and I just felt myself get irritated and then I saw him respond in a way of like whoa I'm a bit not sure why you're feeling irritated and then I felt really guilty and I actually I worked him and it was okay but I put him away after and I went um I spoke to my mum and uh she was like just to go and like breathe for a little bit or like just have a cup of tea or something um and actually that really helped so I think it's so easy to be overwhelmed by the big picture like oh I've got all these horses to do and I just need to plow on and like get it done but um, Frank's actually here at the moment because he's on leave. So this is actually really nice that I've got him here supporting me. And what's lovely about Frank is he's so chilled and mellow. And I think that's why we work really well. And he uh, he was there in the kitchen and he's being so helpful with me feeling like really irritated at myself and like put things in perspective. And after a little bit of time, I was like, oh, okay, I don't feel 100% like bounced back, but... I definitely felt less irritated and um, I went back to do the other horses and what I did this time is like I'm just going to try my best I'm going to give you what I have and not put such high expectations on myself for it to be perfect and actually that means that I get less irritated because I think for me irritation comes in even more when I become very self-critical and this is like not even to do with pregnancy this can be like happen um anytime for me it's just really heightened (laughs) in the pregnancy um and just yeah being like okay I'm gonna do my best and I don't like saying lower expectations because there's a whole thing of like you know shoot for the stars and um or shoot for the moon and you'll land on the stars sort of thing like have big goals set big goals and you'll achieve big things and I used to be very much in that mindset but I don't think that would be very helpful at the moment and um Also, I'm not sure how helpful it is anyway. I mean, I think it works in certain areas of life but or in certain seasons of life, but definitely not in the one I'm in at the moment. So yeah, just giving myself a bit more grace. And I think these are lessons that I'm going to be able to take into motherhood and are going to lead 
into that it's going to be no different when I'm feeling like sleep deprived or stressed out or um feeling guilty that I've done something wrong in motherhood so it's uh, really a lesson that I can learn from and that's why it's so nice talking these things through because I definitely didn't have that perspective before I started talking to you guys in this podcast so um definitely speaking about things is really healing (laughs) 